listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Take the rundown, Joshua Adam William Arthur with the talents of sex, the dangerous, the devonier. Not impersonated by AI ever. It's Devin Seal. I am the one and only copy of several, several characters that I grew up with during my childhood and try to emulate. I'm original, but I'm a copy. You are not. You're the original. You're the OG. Um, okay. A little so bit of Seth Cohen. A little bit of Seth Cohen. Oh, there you go. That took my mind to, to, to go there. Uh, we had the anniversary just come up this summer, too. Mm-hmm. I listened to all those Ringer podcasts about that. It was great. It I was did. Best. We did a rewatch. I did a rewatch with my partner. Uh, was it last year, I think? Um, yeah. And we have and I told them, a nostalgia on to, it. Yes, that's true. I told them to only watch the first two seasons, and then we stopped. So it was perfect. There you go. No earthquake. No, no earthquake finale for you. No earthquake. No them going to college. No. Um, was Kirsten an alcoholic by then? I can't remember. Um, season one's just so good. I can't. I can't. I can't believe it was twenty-seven episodes though. Like that was wild. Like they blew through. That is that is basically the main criticism of the show, and, and its rapid descent downhill was that they blew through tons of great arcs essentially in the first season yeah and i didn't realize this but people were really people really didn't like the oliver storylines and i was like but like which is weird because like we were so invested watching him and we like hated him as a character which in my mind meant that he was a good character yep we will we have to do another deep dive on on oc coming up Definitely. We actually have a one. We actually have a One Tree Hill story. This is going to be the more the most gossipy episode <laughs> of the rundown ever from stories this okay. week. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there's no Loki, and uh, Andy and I will be doing Loki and Gen V that will come out on uh, on Saturday. Okay. Uh, so look forward to that. Andy answered a lot of our time travel questions, Dev, and I thought he did a, a okay job of explaining okay. the branches and everything so go and check that i can't remember everything so don't ask me but <laughs> go go back and listen to that he did a he did a good job explaining it from when in the comics and throughout what loki is talking about awesome okay great because you know you know it's you know it's like one of my favorite things is when people i have to listen to podcasts or watch youtube videos of people explaining what i just watched to me yeah. in a comic book show that's what i just love hey and you're a star wars guy for that you're a Star Wars guy for that, so. Well, not necessarily because I don't. I don't bring a lot of like. I bring a lot of like Legends knowledge because they've been yeah. taking things, but I don't like have to. I don't explain like because I mean at this point Star Wars knowledge like they're making things up that no one has any idea about. Like the only people who know about this are Filoni and Favreau and whoever right wrote the episode. But, like at this point, my knowledge is basically tapped. It's just like some things are just like, oh, that's a cool nod to like when, you know, because Luke Skywalker had a kid who named him Ben. Like, oh, big surprise. Yeah. Anyways, go on. Uh, so just a few things to talk about here. Your favorite subject, Rick and Morty. Oh. Um, 
So okay. we've had a lot of we had a lot of voices stuff going on. Everyone knows my Kermit thoughts. We'll save that for every <laughs> other time we talk about the Muppets. Um, I would say the so the Kermit voice is do, is dog shit still to this day. I think it's not good. Um, Rick and Morty pretty good. So they have a separate uh, actor doing Morty and a separate one doing Rick. Uh, okay. I thought the Morty was way closer. The Rick one, it's not bad, but when he when Rick yells, you can tell. It's not it's not Justin Rowland. Right. Um, but you know, like for the first five minutes of the episode this week, it was rather jarring. Um, but as I got into the uh, the episode, I started not really paying attention. Not, I, I thought like yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to get through this. Like it's so weird not having Justin Rowland. They should have done what they did in Solar Opposites, where they just completely changed the voices, which they had talked about, but they said like I think you know it's fair to this degree compared to Solar Opposites. Like, look, and they, and they said, and all just Rick's voice and Morty's voice are that of Peter Griffin or Fred Flintstone or Homer Simpson. At this point, they are iconic voices in animation. We can't True. just flip that voice now. And he even said, like, look, and it's not like we're saying that they are wherever Homer and Fred Flintstone are or whatever. We're just saying like they are those voices you know those voices are and they are extremely recognizable so yes. there was an exhausting um audition thing where they had 500 auditions and i was like this is devin's nightmare i think this is most people's nightmare but you having to listen to 500 imitations of rick and morty i think would be your nightmare i went to a halloween party like in 2018 or whatever and like at the peak of the pickle peak, rick yeah. or whatever and mm. i saw a couple of them and like people were doing like the Wabba dabba, wabba lubba dabba. Yeah, and I heard that like all night long, and I was like ready to punch people. I hey, I would not let um, a voice casting decision take away my enjoyment of the episode. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, like you're eventually like your brain just kind of gets used to it and like irons it out. Like that's the best case scenario. I kind of look that's at awesome. it like Return of Jafar. Where Dan Castanella right. <laughs> replaced Robin Williams, and it's like, okay, it's not Robin Williams, but Dan Castanella is doing fine, so I'm just going to enjoy this movie. Yeah, you know what? Like, as I've gotten older, and the I'm TV sure show too. That's true. That so, we're guess you're kind of used to it then. Um, as I've gotten older, I just realized that I don't need to die on every hill. Yeah. And as something as trivial, because let's be honest, the voice actor who voices an animated person is a trivial matter. Unlike not the voice the actor of a puppet that's iconic. <laughs> um, it is not the hill I need to die on. Yeah, I, I get, but I agree with you. Like, is that my favorite Kermit voice ever? God, no, it isn't. It's not even close. But at the same time, is that going to make me like stop enjoying? when i see the muppets on my instagram not even close mayhem was one of my favorite shows this year and i like and i like doing my own version of kermit when i'm trying to annoy my girlfriend i like better yours is better (laughs) but i also i don't try that hard but i just like you know we all it's the same thing with peter everyone's tried to do peter griffin everyone tried to do homer simpson everyone's like everyone tried to do marge like it's just no one's going to be bang on until we make AI. Well, we have some AI that are like pretty good, but until we have AI that's even better, and yeah. until like they pay Justin Rowland to do these voices, like guess what? That's gonna that's that's all it is. Um, the Solar Opposites, they like shoot him with a dart or something, right? Shoot him or... with a dart, yeah. And then Dan Stevens does a voice, and it it was weird at first to not have Corvo have that voice, 
And then after I'm like, oh, okay, who cares? I mean, the exactly. best part, who cares? The, the best part of the show too, has nothing even to do with the aliens. I, I think I've told you this before, but in it, the kid aliens have like this kind of like sub room where they've shrunk humans and there's like this whole community and there's a whole yeah. drama within that. That's the best part of the show. So the aliens, whenever it's the alien episode, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Can we get back to the wall? Cause that's the good shit. And that has Christina Hendricks yeah. and a bunch of other people that are good at Andy Daly. Uh, I was like, can we just get back to the wall? I don't give a fuck about the alien shit. Sometimes it's funny, but for the most part, can we just get back to this? Oh, that's so interesting. That's so yeah. funny. And so yeah. is it like down? Is it like how downsizing should have been? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> but let's. I've already mad about Kermit. Let's not make you mad about downsizing. Uh, all right. Okay. So we have a few things to talk about. Like I said, do you want to do the gossip first, or people should probably? Should we do the gossipy stuff first, or do you want to do that? After. Now is this the kind? Is this the kind of gossipy stuff that like we kind of swore off a few years ago, like who Kanye West is dating? No, well, this is just stuff that's too in the news. And okay, because fine. okay, so we can we can breeze through some of this stuff, right? Okay. Uh, first off, yeah. If I don't like it, if I don't, if I think it's like really not sure. appropriate, I'll you just say we're gonna, sure. yeah, we're gonna pass. So. Uh, because you haven't talked about this in this pod, and I have talked about this far too much on our football pod. Do you want to talk about Taylor or Travis Kelsey, or do you want to move on? Honestly, what difference does it make? No, we we, we can talk about my my theory or my concept. My concept yeah. is like, who cares? Like, yeah. great. I'm glad that like they're dating, which could also very well be a publicity stunt for all we know. I um, thought it was, but I don't. Shout to Nick yesterday, by the way, in the middle of 7K pick, breaking news. He is he is okay. hitting his his fresh take rookie year off mad. He is putting up numbers. In his rookie okay. year, he broke the story on 7K that Travis and Taylor have gotten a, a mansion together. He broke this on the podcast. He beat me. Shouts to Nick. Rookie season. Putting up numbers. Didn't win bootlegger B-sides for <laughs> the, the past. I'm back-to-back champions. Thank you very much. Uh, but, hey, breaking news. Pretty good. He's he's like what the Buster Olney of friggin' yeah. seven. He's the Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, yeah. Okay, so they just started I thought, dating. I, I, I thought know, it was like, the movie. I thought I thought she was using the NFL to gain an audience. Yes, that she didn't have for her yeah. movie. And shouts to her. She that. killed it with the movie. Over a hundred million domestic. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Um, and people I saw were- I saw like clips of like yeah people were like in the front you know the the loot like the the yeah. worst seats where, like people are just like standing in that part dancing like good for them like have fun Did man like see, go to there a theater a, there was a thing on TikTok with the Midsummer music over it which I felt was hilarious <laughs> I have not seen that because I do not have TikTok uh, I use uh, someone else's TikTok and the algorithm is not suited for me no. so it's a hit it's very hit or miss what I get on. My partner's TikTok. My algorithm is perfectly knows what I am now. <laughs> it's wrestling. Mean, it's Star Wars, and yeah. it's and it's and it's sports. It, you it do perfectly noticed it. You do send me some really good Star Wars clips. And um, the Star Wars stuff is the best. I love my TikTok Star Wars. The theories and like the stuff that people connect is is really cool. Um, in terms of like the Taylor Swift stuff, I have not seen. I have not been on TikTok for at least two weeks. Yeah, all I would say is talk, so. I, I I did I didn't think this was real, and now I think these crazy kids might be in love. After, but two I am weeks? sick of seeing her every. Or was it four weeks? It's yeah, been, it's I'm been getting, about a month. I'm... I am sick of like, oh, is she at the NFL game or is she not? I don't give a shit. Like, cool. I mean, yeah, 
I, I mean, maybe it's because, you know, the, the, the basketball team I'm a fan of, you see them have people at all their games and whatnot and any game sure. sports game that we see, you see that a lot of times. So, right. And I, and I get it. People think that she is the biggest pop star ever. And maybe she is the biggest pop star ever to a certain generation. To me, it's still Michael Jackson personally. Um, but I get it. For, she is a big deal for a lot of people. And it, it is interesting in this age just to see like Barstool has an entire reporter. She, her whole job is dedicated to covering Taylor Swift. That is her designation for Barstool. And I, I don't really like Barstool, but she's the only person I have. I've been fascinated with following her on X and Instagram because of the coverage she does for Taylor and her obsession and her reporting on Taylor, which I mm. found really interesting. And the ringer, I also think had a separate reporter just on Taylor Swift. So that's something you don't really see a lot. I, I originally compared it to Devin because I am so hip on this oh. generation. I compared yeah. it to Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio because I am I am up with the <laughs> with the modern references. And I, wow. and I just and it was, yes, I'm up with the modern references. When cousin Sal brought it up on Bill Simmons the other day, I'm like, I'm not alone. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I brought that up is because that's probably the closest we have to a star that is overwhelmingly the peak, maybe most famous person yeah. in the world, like Taylor might be, like Marilyn was, and then dating an athlete like DiMaggio was, and eventually marrying DiMaggio. Yes. Okay. So that's a pretty good point. Cause it's not like he's, he's some random, he's a no, very, Joe very DiMaggio was a really good baseball player, but it rose his stock. I remember when Doge, Joe DiMaggio passed, one of the first things they talked about was him being with Marilyn Monroe. It wasn't even about being a Yankee. Right. It was like, yeah, he was married to Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Yeah. I see. Um, I stuck the landing, didn't I? You did. I mean, I wasn't there for Marilyn and Joe DiMaggio. So I, I, I kind of wish day. I, Back I kind of wish I was. Um, I wasn't there either. I just I, that was the closest reference I could come to this because I don't think we've seen an absolute superstar like this date an athlete at, at, at this level before, since then probably. Well, you know what this kind of you know what this comes down to. It's basically like, do you how much do you like Taylor Swift on a scale of one to ten? And yeah. you know, I I give her full credit in terms of like I really think she's one of the ten most famous people in the whole world right now. She's hit, hit her absolute peak as an artist, as a celebrity, as a personality. Uh, people think they know her. People like want to relate to her. So I give her all the credit in the world for all that and her team. Does it resonate with me? Absolutely zero percent. But at the same time, that was the same for Beatlemania. That was the same for Elvis. Like there was just people who just got sick of always hearing about where they were in the world or who they were dating or their press conferences. So um I will give her all the critics. I don't want to be that person who was like, you know, looking back, like I hated the Beatles. Like what a weird statement that is. It's very um, weird. Right. It's just like, doesn't age. It doesn't fit very well. doesn't age. And it's like so arbitrary. Like I've listened to her music as much as like for some, like I've never, uh, like I've never purposely went out of my way to go listen to it. It's basically in all of my partner's Spotify playlist. So I've heard, the same yeah. probably like eight to 10 songs a lot. And like, I don't really like, like actively listen to them. I don't skip them. It's just like, this is part of our fabric as a culture isn't, right isn't now. So like the biggest artist, technically bad bunny. Well, I, the hard part is, is we are not all over the world. That's seeing you're absolutely right. I think you've, you've a phenomenal point because his impact and I guess this last album is just like a complete heater. 
we're not kind of we're only taking stock from like the english language world yeah the fact that bad bunny's doing a eastern north american tour and yeah 90 probably more of his album is in spanish yes and it's audiences are droving out to go see him and they probably don't understand what he i mean he came out at um the puerto rico WWE show this year Devin, and i'll have to show you the entrance he came out and it was one of the largest reactions to a wrestler that i've ever it it was unbelievable when he came out in puerto rico i've never seen a superstar like that before it was his song played and he was it was i've never seen anything like that for an athlete maybe kobe that's awesome right but yeah like kobe like his last game or something like that yeah um and I will say the the thing with Taylor that I have noticed, like just I mean, you've seen it with you mentioned the Beatles and Backstreet Boys and everything. I, I for me personally, I just don't understand valuing uh, a celebrity at that unbearable level. Like uh, the the obsession, like and you saw that in the errors, some of the TikToks and uh, Instagram stuff of people in the theater seeing Taylor and like my life is complete. And like from seeing a person. Like there, there's people I really like. Like if I saw Matt Barry, that would be a complete h- highlight of my life to see Matt Barry, for example. That'd right. be great. Um, for him to see you are one of the most devious men from <laughs> New York City, which is now <laughs> which is now in my phone as a text message alert. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, and I probably watch that clip on YouTube every day now. Um, and there's it's just your hype. The, the, there's the TikTok, not the DVA, but there's a TikTok clip of, I don't know what show this is from Matt Barry, but he's like being the gentleman to all these women. Yeah. He's like, oh, thank you so much for having me. He's like, my boyfriend will be so happy. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Just oh, really? The puppy, drops. Yeah, anyways. But I, I've never understood that level. I don't, I, I guess the, the closest I've ever came to respecting anyone at that level, I, I don't think there is. I don't think any anyone I've ever obsessed about it that much i i right. you know I, i've seen celebrities before you and i have seen celebrities together in the wild and we're like hey that's really really cool we saw that person um and i won't say the person right now but it was like in, there was one really big celebrity one time that we missed out i'm like ah oh, man that's too bad but you know whatever and we saw one of these celebrities at the time and how everyone was going absolutely fucking crazy over this celebrity and you and I were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. He's there. And like, no, but you don't understand. It's him. And they're chasing after him and blah, blah, blah. And said athlete at the time was dating a very famous singer at the time. I don't want to get into names because they we don't need to. Um, <laughs> this is like entertainment tonight. I love this version yeah. of our podcast. This is yeah. I'm so invested. So, yeah, I, I we, we saw kind of in San Antonio uh, a highlight of how obsessive people can get about people even at a, a B-list celebrity side of things. Sure. Uh, okay, so are we are, are we going back to T Swift? Are we not going? Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm do saying, I care? I do I care? So do I? Okay, so I mean, realistically, are they buying a house together? No, uh, they did. Travis Kelsey bought a house. No, I get no. Okay, you're you. I, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I mean to say is, like, was she around? What did she go on tours with him? Did she offer some advice as like his current girlfriend? Yes, absolutely. Is her name on the title of the house? No, no. Travis exactly. Kelsey bought it for them to be more That's... private. But I think he was going to buy a house in Kansas. I, I don't know yes. where the mansion is either. I don't know if it's in New York or if it's in Kansas City. 
I heard it was in Kansas. Um, that makes sense. So then Travis Kelsey, breaking news, Travis Kelsey buys house where he works and his girlfriend and sleeps there. Breaking news. And that's there you go. That's exactly to the point of like uh, people's reaction to all these different things. It's like when you spend five seconds thinking about it, there's no way. Not as I, I, and I understand that Taylor Swift has had some interesting relationship foibles, things in her life, like relationships that have gone bad quickly and they've gone really intense quickly. There's friggin' no way her and this guy bought a house together where she put her name on a legal document. No, like, like he bought it and she gave some advice and she has like the code to the front door probably if she's even in around in the same continent because she's on tour all the time um like why would that make sense to anyone so there's no way like why this is even like really a story like oh my god she went house shopping with him yeah because he literally brought her to be like hey do you like this house i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna buy because i'm also a mega millionaire who can afford this house like he was, she's not like bankrolling him. Like, who gives no. a shit? This is so why we don't do gossip as much, people. Because <laughs> that's realists. where I, yeah, that's where I kind of draw the line. Where like, that's like, wait a second, isn't it realistic that he, you exactly put it, you nail, hit the nail on the head. He's bought, he bought a house where he works. Yeah. Uh, two more gossip things. I think you're gonna. I'm gonna go to the one I know you're gonna not want to talk about. Okay. Uh, the Britney and Timberlake stuff. Want to skip that? Oh. Um, it's sad because yeah. I've heard. Well, obviously, like, there's the news from yesterday from the book, right? Yes. And then there's news from today, I believe, as well. Are you going to reference that at all? I only know about the abortion. Okay, so... And then the Blah, cheating. blah, blah. Yes. He cheated on her. It she came out today him. that she cheated on him. So in that case, yeah. like, guess what? Toxic relationship. They didn't work out together. They broke up and they moved on. Yeah. Like, and also, like, let's be real. Britney Spears was intensely fucked up from her childhood. Yeah, like, she was. She was dancing with knives the other day. That was interesting. It, yeah, it, the it, cops. The cops went and visited her. Like, yeah, it just. Because... I, I just want her to be in the best mental health space that she can be in. And well, the, her, like... that that would have been twenty years ago when we're following her around as a sixteen-year-old girl, right, or whatever it yeah. was like. And then the whole thing with like the kids and Federline and like. It's it's really weird that it seems like the kids that grow up now, the kid stars seem way more well adjusted. Like you look at Zendaya, or you look at Millie Bobby Brown, or Tom Holland, or Selena Gomez. Like these kids, Vanessa Hudgens, Zac Efron. Like you just don't hear from that era of kids. They seem way more well adjusted from being kid stars to now being where they are. Well, isn't this the same thing like watching everyone in the NBA go broke in the 90s and how every yeah. NBA star now is like vested into, into Starbucks and Wendy's locations and now yeah. they're like eight, they're like 10 times richer than when they even played. Like yeah. the, 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 you know, there's a lot of stars names I won't go into that are very well known within all these documentaries and things that we've watched and people just got hired for sports companies like people learn the lessons from that. And just like in the nineties with, and especially like, I think Michael Jackson was probably the poster child of this, or even, you know, going back further, Shirley Temple or Judy Garland, like mm. there's been a lot of situations where it was like, we're going to people or we, or our team or my parents are never, ever going to let that happen ever. Mm. And you bring up some really great points. Like, yeah, Zendaya seems really, really, really well adjusted. Well, there's probably a, basically a, 
good strong stable core there's and there's probably uh yeah you're right a stable core there's probably a team of professionals there's a team of people who like and her folks or whatever like i don't know if her parents are in the picture is still around how her relationship is with those people but like you basically never see her out she's had the same boyfriend for like however many years now like yeah you, you you basically only see them at like on like Vanity Fair YouTube accounts when they're like, and I think that's both of them. Her and Tom have more or less said like we just like to kind of just do our own thing and just kind of want to be. I mean, it's well, half the reason Tom is yeah. like, I don't even know if I want to act anymore because I just kind of want to have kids and have a wife. Like I don't give a shit. Yeah, he, well, even like Chris Evans just world. said that. These are the money Chris, in the world. What what Chris Evans say is like I want to do like one movie a year and then just smoke joints all day. Like yeah. What okay. a great life if you're if you're get a millionaire. Got that cap money. Yeah, if you're a millionaire and you can't go like to a grocery store ever. That's what Brian Cox was saying this week. He was like, My life was great. No one really knew who I was, and now I'm just the fuck off guy. It's like I could go to right. grocery stores, I could go to because he was just this character actor that people kind of knew from like X-Men or Super Troopers and a bunch of other stuff, did Hamlet and stuff yeah. and Shakespeare. People were like, oh, shit, it's Brian Cox. And now he's like, no, it's Logan Roy. And people are going up to say, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. He's like, yeah, it was a, it was a good run. But my, end, my my freedom is gone. And that's that's kind of where I feel with all these when we talk about celebrities on these podcasts and things like that. It's like it gets to a point where like even us talking about this is I know that we're, we're kind of doing it from like, you know, 40 feet away. Um, it does seem like a little in, invasive, but. It almost seems well, you like saw, you oh. saw it, Devin, this week with Mercedes uh, Verdano, um, the former Sasha Banks. People would know her from okay. wrestling or from The Mandalorian playing Costa Reeves. Okay. And yeah. A fan got in her face. She's like, she's like, so yeah, you left WWE because of this. She's like, huh? Like, where did you read that? Like, you're going into stuff that doesn't, like, you don't fucking know. And, you know, then that kind of stuff just goes down the rabbit hole and we pick and we prod. I mean, We've started every 7K pick this week pod out, and I don't want to do it with Taylor Swift, but I'm going to be really honest. Our 7K pick pods, whenever we talk about Taylor Swift, do better than when we talk about football. <laughs> we, put, we put Taylor Swift in the title. People download it. People listen. People say we're idiots, or I'm glad you talked about Taylor, and it works. Yeah. You know, and like... I don't like we, it, but it, it it is what it is. We are not really perpetuating rumors, I suppose. I know we're talking about these celebrities, so I guess it's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it's like just kind of perpetuating the cycle of like the more people dig, like you yeah. mentioned this fan who was like totally inappropriate. If every single person in public, when they saw a celebrity or even a media figure, just left them the fuck alone, we would not have anything to talk about, right? Because we would never really have like the Ben Affleck memes of him like smoking a cigarette outside oh, of his I felt house. I so right? bad for Ben the other day. There was a, a video of him like with J Lo, and he just looked like he was bad, and he just kind of just like slammed the door on her. He's like Ben and J Lo's a relationship apart. I'm like, or it's been a long day, and he's sick of fucking people taking pictures of him and his wife, and yeah. he's in a pissed off mood like any of you would be if someone followed you and your partner. Oh, if if anyone had like, I mean, basic. Why do people? Okay, here's a here's a counterpoint. Everyone talks about wanting to be a celebrity so bad. If that's the case, why do so many people who win the lottery hide their identities? Exactly. People want it, like, they don't want it. 
you just wanted that you just want a billion dollars you're now one of the richest people in the whole world your whole life is set oh wait but you don't want people following you around all day every day um and even to the point like where it's like impacting like your ability to like do simple things like can you imagine like you can't even open a door because people are like pushing it and holding it and like trying to get you angry to get an emotion to tell someone to fuck off because they're like fucking with you like that's what happens to Ben Affleck like all day yeah. every day unless he's in his house or in an office of a movie studio he cannot like they but can't Wayne go Johnson anywhere. was just talking about it. it it is crazy the one thing you hear the most from celebrities when they're like big like Dwayne Johnson or Affleck or any it's grocery shopping they say like I I wish I could just go to the grocery store and be like yeah shit, I want a snack tonight I'm gonna get a coke and a bag of chips or like meat and cheese and have like a charcuterie board or something and just pick it up myself yeah. go through the till listen to some music and drive home like yeah. I can't fucking do that because if I go there Everyone's going to swarm me and someone has a pitch for a movie or an idea. And I want, and I, I can't be an asshole because then it's going to go on film and it's going to go on TMZ and it's going to be like Dwayne Johnson, asshole at the supermarket. It's like, I, yeah. He, he was talking about it in, he grew up in Florida. So Florida's big chain there is Publix. He's like, I just miss going to Publix and just right. like, just walking down the aisle, looking at different stuff. He's like, I well, go like, to the mall. He's like, you know, I just can't go to the mall and just look at shit in the mall. Well, like grocery, like, well, gro you know what it is. It's being, it doesn't matter about grocery. It's like, you could take, you could spend six hours grocery shopping if you wanted, right? A yeah. normal person. Um, it's the ability to be totally unbothered. Yeah. But, but when you're a celebrity, you're bothered by everything. And then you can't trust anybody because guess what? Celebrities don't want new friends. They can't have new friends because they can't trust. There's always anybody. a catch. There's always a catch because they're going to wait for the time and say, I got a great idea for you. Yes, exactly. And then it's like, oh, so you were just using me to get your great idea, which is your 10 minutes of fame or 15 minutes of fame. And then it just gets, it's, it's it completely ruins everything. That's why celebrities sit in these boxes hmm. so far away from the action because they can't sit in a, in a seat in the fifth row with all the real fans. And then we get, and then we get mad at you. You're absolutely right. We get mad at them when they don't like jump like a, like a trained circus animal. So, yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. That's why I just like, I don't really want to, I don't want to entice these corporations with this information by clicking on their content. That is no, basically. Why I never really go on a TMZ or anything. The, the last one we'll talk about, this is the yeah. other side of things is jada and it, it was just it, it's just on the side of too like, public it's like too public hey, now i don't i've been separated with will okay that's fucked up oh tupac proposed to me oh are you sure and tupac did this i'm like okay jada like no one wants to hear this and you're making us all really uncomfortable right now because we all like will and what happened made us not like will but now we don't like you at all and now we kind of feel bad for will so can you just stop because you're making us, all of us very uncomfortable with stuff we just don't want to know? Well, it questions it questions our authenticity about people and their relationships. Mm -hmm. if, even before the whole Oscars thing, the weird, weird TV show, the weird TV shows that they were doing and the yeah. weird confessionals that she was having, like it was all this big shocking scandal and i guess it, it did it worked because people are clicking on it and we're talking about it even though i could not tell you i could not care less. one i could not tell you one thing 
Jada Pinkett Smith has been in that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, uh, was she in the Matrix? Was she in the Matrix one time? Madagascar. Okay, fuck, whatever. Um, and awesome. then like, and and now it's like, now we're just supposed to we're supposed to randomly care, and now we're supposed to like talk we're talking about it for like the 24-hour news cycle and then they get a bunch of hits and maybe it works out for them monetarily wise because they get more book deals or more advertising deals or more podcast appearances to talk about the time they said something crazy and then we you're right we just feel bad about these people and then it's like but at the same time like if that really was the case i'm going to go back to the oscar slap here if all of this is true and i have no idea if it is or not because no one does um and Will Smith is just performing to have to be with his wife in public. Is that not like, do you feel bad for him now? If it's, if it found, if we found out that he was acting, being happy with her and then had to go slap Chris Rock. I look at I don't a guy. Feel, I don't feel bad for him anymore. I, I don't feel bad for him, but it's also like, it's just weird. It's just weird. It is like, weird. So that wasn't your I, wife. Yeah. So why did you say it was your wife? And if you're not with him, Jada, then why did you go to the Oscars? But now she's like, but we figured things out. I'm like, I'm I'm so confused, but I also don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit because I'm just sick of your guys' bullshit. So just like, fuck off. And you go talk about the rants and keep on talking about how Tupac loved you when Tupac never mentioned her in anything, really. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Like, and the more the thing I care more about was that we may have found Tupac's killer out, and that was someone that had admitted that he killed Tupac for like five years. And the cops like, we found him, guys. It's like, yeah, the student's been saying he's been killing Tupac for five years. So yeah. And then I'm just more interested in the deep dive you can get with that if it was connected to Puffy and all that kind of stuff. That stuff I'm more sure. interested. That stuff I'm more interested in. Sure. Um, a public tragedy that like influenced the state of music forever is a pretty big deal and I think it's okay if we dig into that a little bit yes uh, partly because sadly Tupac's already dead are you sure um, I mean maybe he's in Costa Rica rumored or whatever well, we did but... see it in Atlanta though Atlanta confirmed it <laughs> yeah it's true that is true anyways um, let's get off this gossip bullshit there you go that's why people are like why don't you talk about gossip there's so many stories this is why because i get like i don't get angry but i just like don't understand why some of these are like stories like okay catching tupac's killer that's an actual news story i'm okay let's like I let's go don't, to the trial. I just don't think we have a right to talk about yeah uh, timberlake and Brittany having an abortion they are two consenting adults if that's the decision they made that's the decision they made. If they cheated on each other, they cheated That's on the each decision, other. Yeah. How does that have anything? How do I have time in my life to have any right to have a discussion on that? Well, it, it, like the more that, okay, so I, we, we just listed off those two things that have popped up in the media, like because of her book. And then, you know, Justin Timberlake hasn't said anything, not that I really care anyways, but like, if all of those things are true, the cheating, the infidelity, the the abortion, the playing guitar in the shower kind of situation, yeah. like all of this sounds like they were going to break up anyways. And guess what? Like we, especially like when we were 23, 
broke up and had relationships that were really fucking weird too that we probably regret because they're not mature because our brains aren't fully formed yet and we think love is like this crazy thing you see on soap operas on tv and it makes sense that when people like celebrities like that who don't live in the real world anywhere has been celebrities since they were like 15 or i guess in justin timberlake's case like 14 years old or whatever like how would he know how to like treat a woman uh in a healthy relationship like that because like he's never like he could have any woman in the whole world he wanted. So like, that's probably exactly what happened. Like he never had to deal with like, he never had to deal with like having to make it work out. Like they've gone back to some of these interviews with Diane Sawyer stuff and just been like, do you believe you guys, you guys believed in not having sex before marriage was a sin. And Justin's like, yeah, but then do you guys believe in shit? Like you look at some back at some of these interviews and the way they were interviewed as kids, it's like, fuck this stuff is weird messed up back then. Well, because like, guess what? They were friggin' coached by adults who ran record labels, yeah, who want them to sell records. And what what do you think does that? Wholesome teenage images of like really obscenely hot people who you're not supposed to fantasize about. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty simple like it's a pretty simple mathematic math, mathematical formula. Like, they're beautiful. They're hot. They're young. They have great voices and they have skinny bodies and they dance with their hips all the time. And like they were together. Like, I mean, you talk about Travis, like why is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift work out like in the news? Because they're both like in their physical primes. Uh, they're both two of the most famous people in the whole world. They're both really ridiculously good at what they do. And they have friggin' shit tons of money. Yeah. Like even if, even if Travis Kelsey dated, um, uh, the the waitress from uh, like a like a chicken and waffle place. You're getting into tiger they, territory now. They would show that person in the box with his family the they same did. amount of times they show Taylor Swift. Well, maybe not the same amount of times. Well, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, we had to deal with that with the Perkins race waitress with Tiger all the time, right? Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. Like the, the same things happened with the people who weren't famous because when they were screwing famous people. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from this gossip stuff. Thank we're doing God. <laughs> this might not even make air. Who knows? Watch, watch you get, watch we get like a hundred times more downloads because we talked about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Probably. Um, what do you want to talk about? What did you see this week? See, I've only watched basketball from South America this week. So, but I have been watching a lot of uh, been watching a lot of video game reviews while I work and uh, yeah, Spider Man. We one... So, okay, this is kind of yeah. a preview of so Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man uh, Two, Super Mario Wonder, and is Call of Duty out this week or next week? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's out for no. The beta just closed, so I think it comes out in November. We got a couple. Hey, Senator, of weeks. Senator was making a joke about Kyler Murray coming back with Call of Duty, so that's why I was curious on the on. Oh, okay, games. yeah, a couple. Usually, it comes out in November, a couple weeks. So, anyways, those are the two big releases. Mario Wonder got a yes. nine on IGN, and yeah. then Spider Man. We were joking. It, my, my main thing I want to ask you is, it doesn't really matter where we look at Metacritic or whatever. Why at the end of the day, just people still, even though you and I learned a long time ago we don't use ign as the be all end all but i still find we all still go back and look what well i want to see what ign says why why at the end of the day do we still look at them like they're the robert ebert 
Uh, I don't know if it's, well, I think that's exactly why we want to, there's a, there's a 5% chance that their review is going to totally shock us. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like how Godzilla got a nine out of 10 or whatever it was. And Brian Cranston died. Brian, yeah. That's, ex- that's exactly why. And that kind of goes ties in with our, um, with our celebrity conversation that I forgot to add near the end there. And it's just like, we, we, as in people, hate click and hate watch everything. Mm-hmm. It's the basis. Like me for, with the morning show. You no, know, even beyond that, it's the basis for like contemporary reality television, right? The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Love Island, Sunset Boulevard, uh, real estate Best show, like the Cougar Island lady thing. Um people hate it people watch it because they hate it yeah there's no there, no one at this point in the game talking about the concept of the bachelor and what it not the concept because the concept is like you know it's a great idea it's a wholesome idea but what it's morphed into is no longer that great idea it is like so um purpose built to make celebrities out of not even normal people people who are trying to become famous and it's the same thing with these with the IGN reviews. We are clicking on it for the chance that we're going to be so blown away, pissed off, in, or in a good way, surprised that things are good, that we have to watch it. Mm-hmm. And IGN's also been one of the most, I'm not going to say reputable anymore. They're one of the longest serving game journalism yes. things that we still have because like, does anyone Nintendo Power doesn't exist anymore, right? Like remember the yeah. remember that remember that magazine they used to sell at uh, EV Games for yeah. like a good couple of years, you know stuff of that nature. And because no one exactly because no one really buys those magazines anymore, we went on to YouTube and IGN just happens to have the most subscribers of basically yeah. any gaming game journalist. Spot seriously, people don't take GameSpot seriously and even though even though GameSpot and IGN are basically both both influenced by the paid advertising yeah. stuff right like when they give like the weird Arkham game an 8 out of 10 and it's like this thing is hot garbage we click because we want to be shocked yeah well and like then the I was worst telling... okay sorry the worst thing that can happen is that a a game, or I guess in in some cases a movie or a TV show, whatever, gets an okay score. Yeah. Well, it was like I was telling you, like, this new review comes out, and it's like, Spider-Man 2 is one of the greatest games I have ever played. It succeeds everything the original Spider-Man did, and tops Miles Morales. Now, keep in mind, Miles and Spider-Man both were in the nines. Yes. The story is fantastic, but it could be tighter. The gameplay yeah, lasts forever, but it's too long. Anyways, it's the best Spider-Man game that's ever been played. Eight out of ten. It's like, huh? Oh yeah, there was things that they were criticizing that I was like, oh, okay, this will definitely knock it down a point. This will definitely bring it up a point. This will definitely knock it down a point. Then I was like, oh, we're going to knock down a couple things that they usually give points for. So I was actually I was expecting a nine. Um, I was too. It it got an eight, and then it was like you know if you like Spider Man, it's more of the same eight. And it was like wow, that's you know the Spider Man game for PlayStation Four was a nine. Was 
was one of the tightest games you could possibly have in the last console generation. Like when you think of PlayStation exclusives, um, you like over the last 10 years, you think not even PlayStation exclusives, just let's, let's call it games in general. You think of like Breath of the Wild, you, you think of Zelda, you think of Odyssey, you think of Red Dead Redemption, you think of Last of Us, you think of Spider-Man and God of War. Yeah. That's kind of the list. That's more or less the list, right? Yeah. But they're on the list. So it was like, huh. I had a little bit of like reviewer whiplash where I had to I did like a double take. I was looking, looking at my computer typing away and my phone was off to the side and I went like, Whoa what well even during so the like, what wonder, do you want during the wonder review like this is the game with all due respect to yoshi island that should have been the super nintendo sequel it is a masterpiece of mario but it misses some things that odyssey did I'm like yeah but because it's a 2d platformer what the fuck are we talking about <laughs> that's a that's a such a phenomenal point where it was like these are not even the same types of games so like why like what are why are the rules the same? Um, but I've started I started listening to another game journalist company, the the Escapist, and you know what they talked about this week? Why do reviews still all reviewers? Why do we still give a numerical score out of things? Mm. It's so sub, especially with, and they were saying, and I didn't realize this at the time. Uh, the early, early, early reviews were actually more technical reviews. They had to deal with how things ran, how things whatever, right? And it wasn't a whole lot of subjective things. It was basically just how did this computer program actually work? Um, and then it's only it's only within, I'm going to say lately, I don't know, Oregon could be Trail, 20 years. 10 out of 10. <laughs> but 20 years... Like, I never heard of an Oregon Trail review. I never heard of a DuckTales no. review. I never heard of an Aladdin review. No, um, I remember in, in Nintendo Power, it just saying like Tailspin. I remember Tailspin for Super for NES. Tailspin, yeah. really good time, fun game. You'll enjoy it. I remember reading the article about that. But like you said, I don't remember being like, hey, yeah, Tailspin is a 10 out of 10. Even even going back to like, like GoldenEye, or Donkey Kong, like no. I heard they were, I knew they were good, but I didn't know they were good because magazines told me they were good. I knew they were good because everyone I friggin' knew wanted to play it and because it was good. Um, so I think gaming journalism has become a little, and this, I didn't ever, never thought about it until I watched this video this week, but like, I remember too, the it's idea, one guy, it's one guy. So at IGN, when Greg Miller was there and Greg Miller yes. gave, uncharted 2 a 10 but i think he gave uncharted 3 a 9 and uh and donkey brought this up in his critic stuff as well but like it was just greg miller that reviewed uncharted 2 and gave it a 10 and uncharted 2 is a 10 I'm not trying to judge it but that's it's a 10 for you two. though it's a 10 for you it's a 10 for him yeah so like yeah i just played mortal kombat and i think ign gave mortal kombat an eight which everyone's like oh the dreaded eight because it used to be the dreaded seven right everything we get a fucking yes. seven now it's the yeah. eight that means eight is whatever <laughs> but like you know i i finished mortal kombat and i said i you know from my perspective what i have i probably would have given it a seven maybe a six and a half um but i'm not someone that does online gaming and all that kind of stuff so how can i yes. judge it when i'm not an online gamer and i don't do the online game and i don't give a shit about online gaming right and donkey 
brought that up in his critic video, which I think a lot of people should watch, is it's hard because there's people that are going to say like, well, I don't do that, don't really do that or mess around with stuff. And there's been IGN videos like, well, I don't mess around with the online. Like, well, that's the main component of a game. If you're reviewing it, you got to talk about that. And that's, that's exactly it. Like we, we end up trusting these celebrity, not celebrities. We end up trusting these reviewers, these personalities because their thought processes align with ours a few times, right? We both liked the same kind of games. Therefore, the next time they review a game that I'm somewhat interested about, their number might tell me how much I will enjoy it, right? It's kind of predictive, but it only works if that if you actually agree with that reviewer's point of view. And for some people, it was Greg Miller. For some people, it was like this land of is Lana Pierce. For some people, yeah. it was um, Donkey. For some people, it's like this Yahtzee Crozier guy, Crozier, yeah. Crosshair, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what happens when you don't agree with their point of view? Yeah, then you don't like now, it. It's like it's like when you know someone does like a season preview for something for over unders, right? I'm yes. Like, yeah, they like my team. They picked the over. I love that Bill Simmons did that. That's my team, and they picked under. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, but you just said no. But that one, that one's not. That one's not that. And same with yeah. with games, right? Like, seen people this week to be like, haha, Mario Wonder got better than than Spider Man. That means Mario's better. I'm like, not necessarily. Like, play the games and figure it out. And that's what I will do here. And look, my voice for video game reviews means jack shit. I understand that, but I will be. You know, out of the two of us, I will play both these games the next month. And much like I did with Mortal Kombat, which is a favorite franchise of me, I will be honest and say what I think about it. And then anyone else can go what they want. Well, you know what? You know what it is? Because we are not critics who people look to to buy, to to, to spend their hard-earned money. And you know what? If I've influenced someone to spend their hard-earned money on a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you made me play Dead Cells, which which was worth it. I well, I that's a recommendation between friends. I'm yeah. sorry if I've made people feel like they had to spend their money on things that they weren't necessarily interested in because I said it was good. So I really apologize. But at the same time, because I'm not a reviewer, I'm just a person who talks about things that I've played, and because I don't get review copies, I have to buy my own money. My reviews, and I've realized this this week, are basically a translation of if I think it was worth the money I paid. Yeah. It's kind and of like we talk about perfect because with Mortal Kombat, I didn't think I did. I did not think that was a ninety-five dollar, and that's the thing we talked about, right? There you go. I did not that's... think that was a ninety-five dollar game. That was a sixty-dollar game, and that's why you gave it an okay score. Because guess what? It wasn't worth what you paid for. And we kind of did this. We were kind of on the right trail with the hundred-dollar movie reviews back in the day, right? Yeah. How much would we pay to see the movie we just saw, dude? And that's what games for the are first now. time kind of spider-man so, with taxes is was 95 bucks for me that's how much it cost you that's with taxes spider-man that's the regular yes. edition not getting the big yes. fucker with the venom statue and everything but the, the regular spider-man of- yeah okay now now okay now because you had to spend so you had to work x amount of hours to afford this game okay it could be one hour it could be 10 hours i don't know how much you make it doesn't matter um mm-hmm. So now when you re- now when you play this game subconsciously you are determining 
how much value or enjoyment you are getting per the whole time you're playing this game or per hour, right? Excitement yeah. per minute, if we want to call it that. So then your review is basically going to be, well, did I feel like I got $95 worth of enjoyment out of this game? Which then skews the number because you're not a critic. So let's say, for example, you got more than $95 worth of enjoyment out of this game. Well, you're going to say, man, that was a really great time. I think it's probably a 9 out of 10. Maybe it could be a 10 out of 10 like we've had in some instances. Red Dead Redemption, for example. Red Dead Redemption blew our minds with how oh much it God. offered, right? Oh my God. Gambling, gambling, hunting, bounty hunting, the story, the graphics, the characters. <laughs> exactly, right? But now you have a really interesting point. What happens if Spider-Man 2 does not live up to the $95 that I paid for it? Exactly. So Mortal Kombat 2, you gave it a 7 out of 10 because it wasn't worth the, how much was it? Did you pay for it? 95. 95, okay. And it's not now, just that, say... Devin, too. These consoles, too. Like the PS cost me $750. So it's right. part of that, too. Like I spent a shit ton of money on this console compared to, like there'll be an adjustment because I paid 350 for my Switch and Switch games are $20 cheaper. So when I play Mario yes. Wonder, there's a good chance I'm going to get my $70 worth of Wonder. Okay, here's my next point. So let's say, for example, you did not buy Mortal Kombat right away because um, maybe you had a life event, you know, wedding yeah. to go to or something. Sure. And you just like, you, you wait, you had, you had to wait, you, your car had to get fixed. You had to wait four months. And then for whatever reason, uh, Mortal Kombat was then on sale for half price and it was $50. It would have been a change. It would change my mind probably. And you played the exact same thing. Maybe it does change. Maybe not necessarily the score because the score, I think someone like yourself, you do a really good job of like, you of all people, you have a lot of things that you love, but at the same time, you're like, you know what? Like I loved blank and blank, but some of these things were kind of lame. I really applaud you for that because that's really, really hard to do as a fan. It was hard to give this uh, MK a bad ranking for me because I was very excited for it. Well, like, is it we... bad though? No, it's not bad. It was hard. It was hard for me to be honest. But I'm just about saying. It. But I'm. But I'm saying, like, even a, even like a seven, seven point five. Well, let's say for example, bad, but I wanted it to be like that's I, exactly. I've talked, to, I've talked to Jermaine about it, and we're just both like, man, the it, the gameplay and everything's good, but the story is such a consequential part to that game that yes. when they have bad story beats, I have to dock it on stuff. Right. I also don't like, this is another Mortal Kombat rant now, the DLC stuff. So you pay, people did, this big premium for the DLC, yes. right? Uh-huh. The DLC is getting released for the first pack like once, one, one DLC every three months. That's a long time. We'll be getting the first pack of Mortal Kombat all the way to next summer when you get to Kate Takeda. Like Omni Man just had his trailer out and fuck, it looked amazing. Holy shit. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, JK Simmons does the voice. That was awesome. But like you're it's just like I'm like, man, am I glad I did not keep this game and wait for all the DLC right. to come out? That is crazy. So okay. So here's another point. Games are not really games anymore. Someone no, they're trying to I, do I seasons a, like Fortnite. They called it games are now a storefront. 
mm-hmm. for you to buy things. FIFA, NBA, NFL, the packs, the 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 battle passes, the skins, whatever. All they're trying to do is get you to spend 20 bucks every couple of months on that game forever. But let's go back. Let's rewind for one second. Okay, we're going to go back to Mortal Kombat. Let's say, for example, you got it 50% off. You got it three or four months later. Um, you enjoyed it the exact same amount. And you still gave it the same number. Because you still didn't like the story, some of the story things, because you're a fan. Okay. But that 7.5 changes drastically because of how much enjoyment you got for $50 versus $95. Yeah, well, it's you also could have because a... of 95 in there, I didn't think there was enough in there for a game yes. to fulfill a fan, casual or not, outside of the story takes five hours to beat, which I think is unacceptable in a $95 game. Yes. Uh, then you have this invasion scene, which is kind of a season's thing, like you talked about. The storefront thing is really brilliant. Uh, but then there's nothing really else on the side. There's no real mini games or anything. Like and it's it's kind of like you mentioned with Madden, like the, the major thing that people have with Madden, like back in the day, you had all these mini drills and mini camp stuff. Oh yeah, those are fun. And those are all out of Madden. There, there's someone did a thing that there is 120 features that were in Madden 05 that are not in Madden 24. Wow. Yeah. And so like you said, but there's a storefront. So people do stuff in mind. I mean, you you watch all these videos of FC24 or Madden or NBA, and there's just these streamers that are on Twitch. And I know they make the money, but they go in and they buy buy FC24. First day. And then, First and then day. They, they're like, well, now I'm going to get my VC. Here's my other 300. And they know they can do that. So why the fuck, if I'm any of these other companies, am I going to change it? And there's this big dialogue. Well, NCAA is coming next year. And this like, <laughs> let me tell you, your precious NCAA, which I will probably be a sucker and buy because I love that franchise. That game is just going to be just as loaded now that we have NIL deals and Tim Tebow and all these other athletes are like, oh shit, yeah, I'll sign a deal with NCAA and then they'll have my team yeah. NCAA and all it's yeah. same shit. It's just going to be another mode for them to get money from you before Madden comes out. Well, but because of your investment monetarily wise, why well, don't get sports seven, games anymore? Sure, but I mean the seven point five that you gave uh, Mortal Kombat versus the seven point five you might get it, give it when it's on sale are a little different. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of realized this by I basically stopped buying AAA games, and I've actually watched a few on youtube and i'm very happy that i did even even though like i still want to play i still want to play these games but i just like i have to sacrifice i want to do other things in my life i'm not gonna distract myself with 20 or 30 hours of this video game so i'm just gonna watch it for two hours and it's gonna kind of scratch the itch it's like drinking diet soda kind of scratches the itch i basically started by I, i actually have an app on my phone that tracks playstation sales mm-hmm. and i put in i put in a bunch of games that i wanted including jedi survivor and it, ju- it just says you will send me a message when this thing finally goes on sale and then i will decide um but i became very okay with buying these 10 or 15 dollar games that were on sale because they were 40 or 50 or 60 dollars and they're just so old now and it was like you know this game's like a seven on metacritic but i paid ten dollars for it 
And I just played this game. It's a brand new game. It's twenty five dollars. It's called Chance of Sonara. It's kind of an indie game. And there, here's the whole thing. The language in the game you decipher with a with a book, and it has pictures. And you read these signs, like for example, a gate goes up and down, and they have different symbols. Right? It doesn't say up and down. It has a symbol. And you're trying to figure out, well, this symbol means up. So when I'm talking to this person, even though I don't know all the words that they're saying, when I see the word up, I know the word's up. And you're basically chipping away at these languages. Phenomenal idea. Really cool cool. idea. Really, oh, such a cool idea. For 25 bucks, it was a fantastic. And But every single review I, I watched and I read talked about the stealth mechanics that happened every couple of levels weren't that good. And so then I thought to myself, like, holy crap, like, I know what the pros and the cons of this game are. It's 25 bucks. And then I was like, wait a second, like, I don't have to rate this game at 10 out of a 10 to get $25 worth of value out of it. In reality, if I liked it for most of the time that I played it, is that not worth it to me? Mm-hmm. And if I don't like it, well, I did, I guess I wasted some money, but I didn't waste the $95 or the, the $50. So it's like, you know, one day I really do want to play Horizon Forbidden West. I really don't care about the story because like it just, I got enough stories that I follow, but I like to, I want to fight some gorillas with bows and arrows. Of course. But I'm not going to spend. I think right now it's still like seventy five dollars, and because the yeah, the, the, the one hundred and twenty with the DLC. Yeah, the I like I said to you, I, I will always be a PS Nintendo buyer going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to Xbox Game Pass. I know they're doing really cool stuff, and I I might even invest in it now that I have an iPhone fifteen and you can play stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean that's why I might be investing in a backbone for my iPhone. I have them at Costco now, actually. Um, oh, cool! Really cool. Yeah, um, but the, the prices of games too. I, I do, I, I do think you bring up a good point. Do evaluate something because it is incredibly frustrating. I mean, I, I think it's for probably for the Gen Z side of things, they don't know any difference really. But for you know my our age group, and I'm not trying to get a get off my low moment, but you know, game games for me seem to be about that 60 to 70 price range forever. And that mm-hmm. $20 bump for like to almost pay a hundred dollars for a game is insane. And I appreciate it because of what these games are now. Like I, I do appreciate everything that goes they into take, it. They take hundreds of millions of dollars to make now. But like when you with the triple A games you're talking about, like Jedi uh Survivor, I'd probably give that about an eight. Um and it was a great game. But you know, it's just like I, I don't think that was worth a hundred dollars. Like the the only game that I have played the last five years that I would say was a hundred dollar game would probably be Last of Us Two and Red Dead Redemption Two. Those and those are the, and that's funny because those are probably two of the most shining examples of the elevated nature of video games right and odyssey odyssey i put in there too but odyssey was 70 dollar game but yeah but but like that is those are the godfather of video games those are like 
the Don Quixote of video That's games. That's why I like think, video Devin, game... you, you said not to do numbers. Tears work so much better sometimes. Yeah, like I I I watch reviews of of other things, like not necessarily video games or or even music or whatever, and these people are starting to put these these things in tears. And it was like, you know what? Like there are things that I will like I can't like there are some games that almost everyone should experience. Everyone should experience Last of Us, everyone should experience Red Dead Redemption 2 if that's what you're interested in. Um but my, as I've gotten older, just because I want to, like I said, I want to do different things with my life, my free time. My my pinnacle tier when I was younger, because I had more free time, was a lot bigger. I could take way more chances or I, my my threshold was a little smaller. So a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, even though I got it on like huge discount, I think I paid 30 bucks for it when it came, like not even when it came out, but like eight months after it came out. I was really happy I did that. But nowadays it does not reach my tier as terms of like a must play. I really want to play Armored Core 6. Yeah. But Armored Core but if if I really wanted to play it that bad, I would have bought it already. I want to see you play Elden Ring. I don't have the patience to play. <laughs> I I know well, myself. I don't have Jedi Survivor is Elden Ring training wheels, I think. You know what it is? It, it that's kind of like Sekiro. Sekiro is kind of like is like Dark Souls training. It's because it's more action focused, yeah. and I think Elden Ring is a little more is just a bit more RPG focused than I'm used to. So like, if if I had played Demon Souls or Bloodborne, I probably would be more interested in Elden Ring. Like, and I I love the idea of Elden Ring. Like, I just can't I can't believe how how much the internet latched onto it during the you know the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those games like I will just never play. Even though, like, one day I would love to try it, I'm just okay with not playing it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at this point in my life, like, we've, we, in the last year, there have been four Drake albums, and we haven't talked about a single goddamn one they of them. Because, suck. Well, not because they, well, sure, people have told me they suck. I have not made that decision. You're ruining my year end review, Devin. But, hey, but, I am okay with just missing out on things once in a while. And I've told people, if you're if the TV show you're going to recommend me is 100 episodes, I'm not watching it. You're not going to rewatch One Piece? You're not going to do it? I'm not no rewatch. I need to start One Piece. That's what I'm, I'm saying. not starting. You're not going to yeah, start I'm One Piece. Star- I'm not starting it. If the TV show that you your favorite TV show that you recommend to me is 100 episodes, not happening. If you're saying, "Yo, this show is 12 episodes or it's two seasons of eight episodes like i got i kind of got into barry like you know halfway through season one boom easy to commit easy to commit the other shit like i'm not doing it man i'm not i'm not playing an 80 dollar open world and you know what we'll talk we'll be very i'll be very frank about it i will not buy spider-man i might watch it on you i know but i might watch it on youtube because I'm t- I don't I'm twitching it by the way. I am gonna twitch it. And you know what? I'm really happy that Spider-Man is the franchise for you that you have bought day one because I have franchises that I will buy on day one. Right? It's just different because we're all different people, but I'm yeah. okay with just watching it now. I of course I want to swing around. Of course I want to like fight Dr. Octopus and stuff like that, but I really don't want to spend the time to find backpacks and to swing around and beat thugs up. Because guess what? I did that. In, ba- in, in like 
five in five Batman games, I did it. I did every single thing you could do in Batman. I got every single trophy. I got every single collectible. I got every single secret bonus skin there was. And now that I've done, like I've been on the ride and I got the t-shirt, I don't need to get a new t-shirt that's the that's a similar, it's not the same, a similar vein. You know, it's funny when you're talking about the TV show thing that my new one is like, well, I saw this on Netflix. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. We no one has said. Dinner. Family yeah. dinner. This movie on Netflix was bad. Josh, did you see it? You had me at Netflix. What? Yeah. Like I, I learned a long time ago. I have what I started watching. They clone Tyrone, which half an hour in seems actually not bad. But like I, I have learned just because you have people I like in it, even a director I like. I learned with that Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill movie. I was like, okay, I'm done. I should have learned uh, my lesson. I should have <laughs> I learned my lesson. Too. It doesn't matter who Netflix has, how much I like the actors in it. And obviously Jonah Hill is a whole different barrel of monkeys now. And that's putting it lightly. Um, but like, just because it had Eddie Murphy and Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and I was like, I'm in. They got Julie Louis-Dreyfus hey, and Eddie Murphy. Duchovny was good in that movie though. Yeah. I actually don't completely hate it. There's some nice parts in it, but it's there's moments. There's real. There's really Netflix strong movie, moments. So yeah, like I just don't like Netflix up their price the other day to 22, and I don't pay for Netflix right now. But if the password sharing gods decided to smile on Get us you. and take stuff away, yeah. I'm, the last Guess thing I could what? give a shit about would be that. Although they'll do it next month when The Crown comes back. The one time I actually care, which is like one yes. of the few things on Netflix that I actually do care about and this scott pilgrim anime that looks really really fun as well dude that's gonna be sweet that's but, like there cool. is the the show I, I i think this is the longest i've gone without netflix and again to the point is when someone recommends something it's, like, it's on netflix i'm like i don't care about your lifetime netflix movie or a documentary they had a documentary what was the documentary they had this week on um jewels you know the the cigarette jewel oh four- really five piece document like why the fuck would i care i lived like, it. i, know I it. lived through it like i don't need to see it i lived through it and they like, banned it because friggin' it, it made kids addicted to smoking and like they did the florida gator thing and i watched like 30 minutes like this is shit this is not 30 for 30 this is not good like the gladiator one was okay but um 99 of the time like the netflix stuff is just bad I'll stop you right there. If it's not from like HBO or Hulu or FX, like there's a chance yeah. I'm not just, I'm just never going to watch this. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's I am like that. I'm really okay with like, we all want to be a part of water cooler things. Right. Right. We have a standard here at fresh take too. I'm not just going to watch your bullshit show that people are like, you didn't see blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I didn't. I have a standard of prestige television <laughs> that i watch yes we do have our garbage shows that we watch yes i do have garbage shows yes i do have garbage shows 100 but we there's also a level of sustained tv and with devin and i's our lives on our professions that we have outside of here specifically this time of the year it's really busy for us so i only have time to digest a handful of shows and right now that's loki gen v i'm not saying those are the prestige and highest shows loki and gen v are probably more on the trash side I understand it, but with with the general audience we have here at FTN, yeah, we're hitting our bases, and it, it hits more into me, and that's why I'm going to go with Spider Man on on day one. But on all of this, and I go on a bit of a rant here, it's why I used to love getting digital versions of stuff. It's particularly on my Switch. I do on PS5. I just I can't tell you, Devin, 
how much I struggle with the decision to digitally get Spider-Man or to physically right. get Spider-Man. And if I digitally had it, I'd be playing it right after this podcast and I'd be waiting for the download right now. Yes. But because I waited for it, now I got it off of Amazon, I can't play it till Tuesday, which is not the end of the world. And I save money by doing that and I'll be able to sell it back. But it was a yes. difficult decision to make that. But it was the right decision because it's not worth what it is. Well, it's not worth like keeping it forever like no like for example like for example i've i platinum when i play a game i usually platinum it yeah once i've platinumed it especially because i play a lot of single player stuff why would i go back to it that's and that's that's exactly what i was thinking i'm like i beat mortal Kombat. i'm not gonna go and do the story mode with oh there's some character. stuff i just there's some there's some stuff and I, I, just I beat do, jedi but, survivor yeah. i'm not gonna be like okay i'm gonna go check out that shit and i beat spider-man and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm going to go do things. I'm going to start with Miles and then go to Peter and do it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I beat it. And if the DLC comes out, then I'll buy the game again when then when it's cheaper and then play the DLC like I did last time with Spider-Man when they had the the, the Hammerhead stuff. But oh, with that, yeah. I waited for all three chapters to come out and then did all the DLC. So with Spider-Man, when the DLC comes out like it inevitably will, I'll wait for everything. So there, there is a standard that you have to set for yourself where you want to go with stuff. I made a decision a long time ago with this big yeah. video game four quarters that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm doing MK, I'm doing Spider-Man, I'm doing Wonder, and then I'm doing RPG. That, I'm doing these all in a row because I am interested and they have my peak interest in all these games. But I do, you know, there is going to still be games like for Ghost of Tsushima. You got that more or less day one ish close yes. to it. Yeah, yeah. So did Adam, yeah, much, and I yeah. waited for it to go on sale. And now I've started playing a lot more. I'm like, fuck, I kind of wish I had a day one. But at the time, like, I'll wait for it to go on sale. So sometimes you're going to have the different values of where stuff is. I still have God and of I'm, War waiting yeah. for me. And I'm and I'm happy. I got my money's worth out of that game, but at the same time, I've never gone back to it. No, I, I think that's like that's the things like. There's some like on my Switch, Animal Crossing is on there. I will go back and play Animal Crossing because there's a reason to. Mm. But I haven't got back. Got to farm. Got to farm my, those tomatoes. My, my crops are probably crazy right now. <laughs> you probably have things like rotting off the vine. And I would give happening? Animal Crossing a ten out of ten, but that's an entirely different emotional reason that I have for that that I'm not going to get into. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's a you, connection okay, so, of that during the pandemic that I think yeah. people that had that during the pandemic, it's an entirely different connection that cannot be explained. Well, do you know what they're called? That that genre is called now, and it makes a lot of sense. They're called cozy games. Oh yeah, I, that's and, why I love Animal Crossing. I, I will always play an Animal Crossing game the rest of my life. Call of Duty is not a cozy game, but um, in going back to these like this game journalist that I'm starting to follow. They, I think it was like two or three years ago, they predicted the rise of cozy games mm -hmm. because it, it it's it, as we've talked about these digital storefronts, these chases for trophies or collectibles, or these sandbox games that kind of have like all the same mechanics with a different skin on them. There's very little originality, and I mean, back in the day, people wanted to play games because it was relaxing, because it was fun. And when your life is stressful as it is now, being always on the computer with meetings or on public transit or whatever, like it makes sense. The natural response to that is I want to play something that takes my mind off of my whole life. And for a lot of us living in towns and cities, what does that do? I'm going to farm some crops. I'm going to fish. I'm going to fish some fish. I'm going to go diving and look at some dolphins. I'm going to go in a subway. Stardew Valley and animal crossing are still the top of the switch store. Yes. 
because it is such a way to calm yourself, recenter yourself, blah, 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 whatever words you want to use. And here we are. Like, yeah. If you have a really tough, stressful job, why would you want to play a tough, stressful video game? Exactly. And the other thing I will say too on the on the on the stuff as we wrap up here, uh, please just stop putting spoilers of stuff up, man. Like let people play the fucking game and let people watch the movie, like with Deadpool before the actor strike. Oh, Jennifer Garner's gonna be Electra and Daniel Radcliffe. I'm like, I don't why would I want to know this? Just let Daniel me know. Daniel Radcliffe's in movie. it? Yeah. As what? I don't know. Unknown. Maybe Wolverine. I don't know. Huh? And then Ooh. like with, with Spider-Man, people are like, first look at Sandman. I'm like, I don't want to first look at Sandman. Let me experience the goddamn game. Jedi Survivor's like, first look at Darth Vader. I'm like, I don't want the first look at Darth Vader. Let me experience it. Yeah, that's that's the sad stuff. Like, And you know what's funny too is there's a few of those things that you examples that you mentioned that I kind of assume would be in the game. Yes, but I want the experience. But I, yeah, like I assume I started that Jedi Survivor on YouTube and I was like, okay, at what point Vader's definitely going to be at the end. I told myself Vader's definitely at the end of this game. Doesn't matter where they go. Doesn't matter what the story is like. I am definitely I mentally prepared myself. And guess what? I had a great time watching it. And then when I saw him, I was like, oh, here it comes because I did Fox not see it. on sucked. That that I, took me four hours on I, second difficulty. Fuck. But I did not. I did not see IGN's first look at Darth Vader, and I'm really happy that I didn't scroll through Instagram comments to learn that such and such. But like, okay, Spider Man Two, for example. Like you've mentioned a couple by name. Okay, we're gonna use one for example. Like, you know, you're gonna fight Sandman. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting that. Okay. But just don't tell me when, don't tell me with who, don't tell me what part of the map he's going to be in. Like, I know that I'm going to see, I know there's going to be a Mysterio thing. I know there's going to be a Hydro Man thing. I know there's going to, like, you don't need to tell me this. I know Harry is Venom. I know Harry is Venom because the last game. But still, whatever the twist is, I want to see it for myself. Yes, exactly. Like, fuck, fuck you, Instagram comments. Like, I, I, just, I don't know when we got to the side of news where we have to tell everything that happened. You know, right. like, um, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's getting quite frustrating. It, it's why I'm kind of glad we're about to get to the type of Oscar season. Like, I know what happens in Napoleon, because history, but I'm excited <laughs> to, to watch. I'm excited to see the Napoleon movie and see right. what happens with it. Uh, like, Killers of the Flower Moon, I kind of have an idea, again, because of history, right. of what's going to happen in it. Uh, it does not go well for the Native it. people. No, and I do, I do have a, a friend of the pod that saw it and said that was he thought he said it was Scorsese's best movies ever, which is wild. I've heard early things that saying that like it was it's amazing, but unfortunately you know I, that'll be an Apple TV watch and not a theater watch because <laughs> I can't do three and a half hours. Yeah, you can't even like drink your favorite movie drink in that movie. You can't drink anything at all because like you're just gonna have no. to get up and Napoleon, miss a part of it. Ridley has a five-hour cut of Napoleon. See, I really appreciate these directors. Like going back to streaming for a brief second, whatever happened to like commentaries and blooper reels? Like you'd think like in the in the extras page on Disney, you would get all the DVD extras. 
Because yeah. like, why? What difference does it make? Well, that's one of like, the best things from the Armageddon set was Ben Affleck just shitting on the movie the entire time. Because <laughs> like, my question, well, go ahead. No, that's what a was funny it? He story. said, and he's like, "Why? Why did you get uh, engineer astronaut? Why would you teach engineers how to be astronauts instead of astronauts? To Oil be drillers. Yeah, Oil yeah. drillers. Yeah. yeah. Why would it? Wouldn't it be easier just to teach and then astronauts like, Shut to up, drill? Ben. Shut, Shut the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> um. It makes it makes no difference as to why like the the four the five hour Napoleon cut that should be on a streaming service. It is that should be the hour. extra. No, but that should be like the extra, right? Yeah. That should not be like it's the same thing with this. You know, the Curse of the Fire Moon. Like, you know, there should be a theatrical cut. Like, why we don't have every version of or a couple versions of Star Wars? We'll never get every version of Star Wars. That's long gone. I'm never gonna get over that, but. Why we don't have like the 77 version of Star Wars versus like the 98 version. We should be able to choose. Why yeah, not? Like should. who who cares? It doesn't affect anything. It doesn't change my opinion of like, I'm not going to give a new hope a, a, a 9.2 out of 10 because it's the 77 version versus the 98 version. Who cares? Don't care. And not to, not to bash our buddy Adam, who I do want to back in the pod, but when I was like, yeah, I'll probably <laughs> go and... Uh, I'll probably go. I'm probably. I was gonna go try to see Saw. Just not gonna work. I'll probably see it home. I was like, no, but you have to see Saw in the theater. I'm like, with all, I just didn't want to get in the argument. I'm like, with all due respect, I don't think Saw is a cinematic classic that I need <laughs> to see in the theater. <laughs> it's not Blade Runner 2049. No, so I'm just gonna watch the digital version on Halloween. And awesome. I'm yeah, it'll be cool. Which is kind of how like I would expect it to. I'd expect you to do that, like in reality. Yeah. So, like, I watched Pearl. That was my Halloween movie last year. Was Pearl. So nice. Watch Saw. What I think is what Saw Ten. It's Saw X, but you know what that means. It's yeah. So, and I know Jermaine and Adam both really liked it. So, uh, I'll go with that. And then when Killers of Flower Moon comes out in Apple, we'll watch that. And uh, yeah, I, I think the end of the day is. Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, people come here for review. It, it, the one thing I will end on, it seems, Dev, and I don't know if you've noticed this the last little bit, and this the last thing I'll comment on, is people have turned on Ahsoka already, and now people are like, oh, it wasn't that good. I'm like, huh? We praised the shit out of this for eight weeks, but because some people are like, oh, it sucked, it wasn't good. Now we're turning to it was bad? I didn't praise it for eight weeks. Maybe you did. Maybe I wasn't listening when you were praising it for eight weeks. I praised it for like four weeks. And yeah, I we still were stick. High, by, I st- we, we, yes. we were higher on it. But now people are like, yeah, this was the worst Disney live action. I'm like, no, that's, that was not happening. I no, I was following the, the dialogue online. Everyone was in on this. Everyone was very happy. I know people have Andor higher and that's fine. But the, the the context on this was higher than people are now changing the direction yeah. on this all of a sudden. Like, because the the honest trailer came out and they just shat on it the entire time. I'm like, and people are like, yeah, that's right. I'm like, no, that's not the way this was going. Yeah, the dialogue was that Star Wars was not back, but Star Wars had a lot of potential to build off of. Um, yeah. Even even if they did things that we did not agree with. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to us being like, why do we give things a score when it's so subjective? Like, yeah. and that that kind of proves it. Like, now we can talk about, you know, what the acting 
Rosario Dawson's acting for the most part was like so so. Yeah. The CGI for the force stuff was like so so. But there is a lot of really good things about it that we did like from a technical standpoint, where like the sets were really good and the stormtrooper stuff was really cool and Thrawn was really good. So it's like, you know what? I I still stand by the fact that it was like a seven out of ten. Yeah. But I'm not giving it a seven out of but I also but I'm not giving it a seven out of ten because of like I don't know, for all the things that we talked about. It was just like, you know what? Like there were things that they could have done better and had very little to do with this. Like there's things I don't like about the story. If I, if I was judging it strictly on the story and my enjoyment out of it, yeah, I'd probably give it a five out of 10, yeah. but it wasn't, it was more than that. Cause it was a really, it was a well-made show or mostly well-made just, they did some things I didn't always agree with. Yeah. I just don't like when the dialogue changed. Cause I felt the same thing with Obi-Wan where for a bit. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's stuff that, you know, the trench coat thing we always talk about, but I'm being like, you know what? Yeah, this is this is fine. This is this is this is pretty good. Like, there's some stuff, and now people are like, "Man, Obi Wan was a piece of shit." I'm like, "Huh?" I was there in the middle of the dialogue with everything, and then yeah. I completely got shit on. Yeah, Boba Fett, I was there, but now I see people are like, "We were too hard to Boba Fett. It was better than Ahsoka." I'm like, "Not what? a chance." What are we doing? What are we doing? I. But that goes that goes back to like reasons why boba fett is actually underrated it gets a rise out of you so then you click on it yeah. you engage with it maybe we talked about it on the podcast maybe you make some comments along that post you maybe get into a twitter argument with someone and suddenly you're like wow i spent way more time talking about boba fett than i thought i did yeah. or than i wanted to it's like oh, shit. it's just it's very weird anyway, the ending so. was pretty good yeah it was fine uh, yeah, I mean, and, and then I feel like I'm this giant Reddit nerd be like, well, you actually didn't see Clone Wars and Rebels, so it's over your head and you don't understand. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to be this person. <sighs> yeah. See, you know what? I the, the best and worst thing about the internet, because let's be real, a podcast is a you know a radio show on the internet. Yes. Was that it gave everybody an opinion. And equal opinion, when in reality, not all opinions are equal. No, they're like assholes. Everyone has one. Sometimes worse shit comes out than others. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say some some assholes are nicer than others, and I was like, what's the what is the guide? We should really we should really talk about no. this on the podcast. Yeah, um, but yeah, so a little bit different of a rundown. This kind of a little bit of an older school kind of feel to some of the rundown. Just kind of talk about this. Quite frankly, with the actor strike going, there's not a lot of projects to really talk about. No. Hey, you know what we did? We were philosophical today. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Because if we did this five or six years ago, we would have been giving everything a six out of ten because we hated everything. Yeah. Except for R.I.P.D. We still hate it. Oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> I don't know how many things I've seen with Kevin Bacon that I do even like. Really? Yeah, I'd have to go look at a die uh, at a, I, like, uh, what is it? Footloose is good, obviously. And he's in yeah, crazy, but... stupid love, which is actually really underrated, I think. Now, hold on, I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, some okay. of his, his eye, his, some of his things that pop up in his first paragraph of his, uh, of his uh, Wikipedia. So the most popular things. Um, okay, so he was in Animal House. I remember that vaguely. Footloose, okay, of course. Good. Um, he was in Diner. 
1982, uh, JFK. Good. A few good men. Good. Uh, his peak is Apollo 13. Very good. Mystic River. Good. And Frost Nixon. Good. He was also in Friday the 13th, the original. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Um, Tremors. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's peak bacon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the River Wild, The Woodsman, Crazy Stupid Love, River X-Men Wild First Class. Good. Have you seen River Wild? No. It's good. I think um, River Phoenix is in that. Oh, oh, I, I'm a big River. I like River Phoenix. So, yeah, like I like that list there. Never mind. I know. I, I just hate RP, I uh, RIPD. It took him down such a giant level. It did. It did. It took but, me a while hey. to like Ryan Reynolds again. After that, I you know, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Bridges got an automatic pass because he's a goat. He's he's good in whatever he is. So he got a pass on that. Mm. But right. Uh, and he's oh my dude. god, he is in. He's in Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley in the future. He was in the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Uh, he was in Patriots Day, which was the Boston Marathon movie. Yeah, not a good, not a good movie. He was in Black Mass, the Johnny Johnny oh, Depp movie. Fuck, I hate. We saw that in the theater. We did. Benedict's terrible Boston accent. Yes, that's what. Yes. Um, I haven't seen a lot of the movies he's done. I'm I don't want to go in that you. rabbit hole, but I do miss being able to go to movies like that in the theater. And Where we paid the, like six dollars. Six dollars, yeah. yeah. Like they just, I just don't. Fuck, I get, I get off my lawn moment. I just don't feel like they have even um, the one movie we saw on who was like the WikiLeaks guy, the Julian Hodge again, a Benedict movie. Oh yeah, that was just like terrible. But I just don't feel like those kind of movies really come in. Like those movies go to Amazon or to Apple or to Netflix now. Well, yeah, because they're tired of making thirty million dollars on a sixty million dollar budget. Yeah, yeah. Like now, like you oh, go well. to the movie theater. Like for me, to go to the theater now, it has to be decent runtime and it has to be an event. Mm. Mm-hmm. The last well, movie I, I, I mean, haven't been to the theater since Flash, Devin. Theoretically, theoretically, Flash took me Marvel, away. <laughs> well, theoretically, Marvel movies were events. They were not anymore. Well, I I, I say that, but I'm going to go to the Marvels in two weeks. So, uh, Dune two is that an event? I think that's an event. That's an event. Yeah, that's why they when you. When you think about going to a movie with certain people because, like, you know that they would like it or you have a shared interest, like, my buddy Cam and his brother Seth, we went and saw Dune together. I want to see Dune with them in the theater. Like, nice. so it's an event, right? Blade Runner yeah. 2049. Like, I want to see that with certain people. That's an event. Yeah. The Marvels, I can't say it's an event, but I will be seeing it. I'm I'm high I'm higher on it than it seems seems like the public is just because like I don't want to shit on Brie Larson just for being an overpowered oh, I, superhero I, I, I who's underutilized. Well, I liked everything that we've had built up to it. I love Miss Marvel, so hopefully it'll be good. But uh, we'll be back back next week with a lot more great stuff for you right here on Fresh Take in the Rundown for Devin Seal, Joshua Arbuthnot. Until next time, folks. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.